I'm feeling a slow fade out actually, Jack. There was a bit slow of a rapid one this morning, but they were, you know, it was the first time. You know, it was a bit, bit rapid. You know, right, I like right. a slow Come one. Come on, mate, sort it out. No, no, not a slow one, a <laughs> perfectly timed one. There it is. That's <laughs> it. That'll do nicely. Everyone good? Here we go. Hey there, everyone. This is uh, Adam here with the Here to Listen podcast. I'm here with Jack. Hello. Leon. Yo, yo. <laughs> Jack was just sorting out the podcast machine there. He wasn't close enough to the mic. Nice one. Good save, <laughs> Jack. Nice one. <laughs> Diving across the room. <laughs> um, yeah, it, we continue with our um, uh, episodes. Max isn't here. Shout out to Max. We you, we do miss you, mate. But like, I know you're locked into a lot of editing at the moment. And uh, for, for the viewers out there, we just did a sort of emergency podcast this morning. Um, not an emergency, really, but just like a rapid one, a rapid turnover one, because we're doing um, program stuff at the moment. We wanted to get a couple of young people in on the pod. So bless him, he's doing that. Thank you very much, Max. Nice one. Um, so we decided to continue anyway with our guest today, Emily. Hi, Emily. Hello. Uh, Emily is, I, I feel like it's one of those things that I might start by saying you and I go way back, which sounds really okay. odd mm. given our age difference. But when I worked on the last um, project, it was a project called Youth Action. Um, it was a project that was designed to support young people into volunteering. And one of the things, well, one of the joys actually of me working for that is to see young people come in that, you know, had maybe a few mental health issues, let's say sort of anxiety or cautious or lack of self-belief or all those sort of challenging things that some young people face and they saw volunteering as an opportunity to start and get out of that process and maybe learn some things and develop themselves and evolve and uh, I see you as one of those people Emily that came in you know with your own kind of issues let's say you talked about that with me I don't necessarily think that you can bring it up on the podcast unless you want to um, but yeah some stuff around like some difficulties that you had and it seemed to me that you saw the volunteering is like an opportunity to, you know, get out of yourself so, somewhat. So I'm hoping we can talk about that. I'm hoping we can talk about your experience with the NCS. And I'd love to hear about like what you're doing at the moment and, and stuff around sort of young people. So just as a starting point, um, let's go back to, to the youth action. You know, what do you what do you think was your mindset back then with wanting to get into volunteering, but also someone that had a few fears as well? Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, so... Uh, it was, I was about 15 and um, basically like um, my whole life I had anxiety, um, social anxiety, which is where you have sort of a fear of like what other people think. You have a fear of like people judging you and like how people see you. Um, yeah, and that kind of, that affected me to the point where I struggled to make friends and I I spent a lot of time off of school because of it and it wasn't a very well-known like disorder so there wasn't a lot that people well I think it, it was well known but I think it's difficult to be diagnosed and um, so when when I said oh I feel really anxious some people would say oh yeah that's you know <laughs> oh yeah exams yeah you know exams are tough um but yeah it was it was a specific type of anxiety and um and it was quite difficult for people to understand because people were like well how can you be anxious around people um so yeah it was quite difficult um and volunteering was suggested to me by my counsellor um who said um you want to start to 
slowly build up your sort of like you want to slowly get into social situations more and more um and start really small so I thought volunteering would be a good way to do that um as often it would like be a one-day thing um where you'd you'd go to an event or or something like that and it would it would just be like um serving drinks or um taking care of children and it'd be a bit like it's relaxed so I thought that would be a good way to sort of start things off it sounded like um, your counsellor worked quite hard with you to like minimise the fears, almost like laying it out. For, oh, it's only this, it's only like one day, you know, because as, as someone that had a bit of anxiety in my past, the instinct to catastrophize and think, oh, no, oh, God, volunteering, blimey, no, thank you, you know, leave that. But then actually when someone, it sounded like she kind of broke it down for you, maybe to be a bit more manageable. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Because, um, I mean, if if it was sort of a regular thing where, it was it was like a job or something I'd be like no way <laughs> um but volunteering a lot of the time it'd be um it'd be places that were a little bit more far away from where I live so it'd be no one I know um so yeah it would be a bit easier but it was still difficult it was really difficult to to sort of say um well if I do this um you know what if something happens um I still did think that, but at least I had sort of a springboard and that would sort of like go on to bigger things. Nice. Yeah, it was really good. Nice. So, uh, Emily, where did you start doing volunteering? Like, what was your first few things like you was able to go and do? Um, Okay, so the first time I ever volunteered was in a charity shop. I didn't think it would be... um, like a regular thing um because i'd seen like on the uh so when i worked with adam um he showed me a list of like volunteering opportunities and a lot of them were events um and i thought oh i'll work in a charity shop um that'll be good um so i went to uh a charity shop like a hostess charity shop um and I, i filled in a form and everything and um and and yeah and I, I went I went in and I was like oh, okay it's, it's it's not bad um yeah and um I said I'd go for three hours um and then they'd say oh you're only going for three hours and I was like yeah yeah they were like oh yeah this is this is like a this is normally it's a regular thing but three hours is fine as well but <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah so it, yeah it was all right it was it was good to to have the opportunity and I felt like really satisfied afterwards because I knew I'd like push myself um so I thought yeah this is this is the right thing to do um did you feel like volunteering was like doubly good because you're not only doing something that's going to help other people which in turn will make you feel good about yourself but you're mm. also doing it to combat your anxiety as well like to push you out so it's also it's almost like anyone with anxiety that does struggle volunteering does seem like a really good way just to get out there doesn't it like and do something for mm. you for other people and for yourself it's, it's a perfect combination definitely um and I didn't think about like didn't think about it like that but I'm not gonna lie um I did kind of think of think of it a bit more selfishly <laughs> um <laughs> in terms of like um, what you need to do to help yourself which is yeah like, I'm like yeah this yeah, is what I need to fine. do <laughs> yeah um but 
Yeah. So as you was volunteering, did you sort of notice, how did you notice the difference? Did you notice it sort of as you was doing it or did you like wait till you get home and then have to reflect on it? Or I, I suppose, how did you feel as you was doing it? Did you feel like a release? <laughs> was like your anxiety were like relieving? Was it like relieving your anxiety, I'd say maybe? Is that the right way to say it? Yeah. Yeah, it was because um, when it was some someone with social anxiety, well, for me anyway, um, when I'm in a situation which is like really challenging, so that would be like if there's either like lots of people or people who who I don't who I don't know as well or something like that. Um, it like I get like my heart beats really fast and I get like really shaky, um, and yeah, and there's sort of like my thoughts start racing and so that happened um but because there was like three people um and we were all doing something and we were all focused on something um it felt a bit like okay well I know what I'm doing I'm not just standing here with people um it's like I have I have a purpose here um so it wasn't that challenging it wasn't like overwhelming like it would be like in a school situation so that helped me I think and everyone that goes to these events will be people that are there to help others so genuinely you're going to be meeting people that are like-minded like-minded and they're they're not oh I guess not like-minded because you were there for a different reason but (laughs) they they were like at least they know you're going to be like nice people and they're going to be comforting and they're probably going to be like they're going to warm to you a little bit whereas if you go into like a random situation like you say school school can be a savage place so like going from school (laughs) to like a volunteering place it's completely different environment I bet it's a lot easier definitely definitely yeah uh, yeah volunteering it's kind of like it's kind of like I know why I'm there so it feels a bit like better and whereas school it's kind of like I didn't really feel like I knew why I was there um, <laughs> because <laughs> because um, we'd go to lessons and um, we'd sort of like sit at a desk and write things down and I'd be like, yeah, um, okay, um, I don't really understand why we're learning maths or why we're learning English um, and I can't concentrate on, concentrate on it anyway because there's loads of people around me. So, yeah, <laughs> so that didn't like... It sort of felt like it wasn't for me, um, mm. and school isn't sort of for everyone. It's not. It's nah, not like definitely a, not. Nah, definitely not. We agree with you on that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's not a one size fits all. So in school, I thought, well, why can't I concentrate? It must be my fault. Um, but having something like tailored to my situation made me feel a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking with. Um... With, with having anxiety at school, let's say, and the, the, the thinking of why am I doing this? I can't concentrate. I'm aware that if you've got social anxiety, the likelihood of, of you rebelling and playing up in lessons is Very nil. Low. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It just sounds like, like you've got like the other, cause I, I'm, I'm more like you, Emily, say, but I used to see a lot of the kids at school as like the naughty kids, the ones that were just like pinging off the walls. I'm looking at Jack, I'll bet you. Leave me alone, Adam. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> but I, I was also fascinated by when you were talking, you were talking about anxiety and stuff like that. And I was like super relating to it. And I was looking at these guys. So I don't think you relate to like, so I think you're quite social guys, aren't yeah. you? I, you? I don't, it must be weird hearing yeah. how people 
struggle to like even like get out the door to go and meet i can see you flying out the door going i'm going to meet such and such today yeah. it's going to be awesome you know yeah, that kind of thing <laughs> but then what's weird yeah i i actually never really so like experienced that sort of anxiety until like recent mm. years but the first time i actually sort of experienced it I was going to a festival like, i was going to a festival oh, really? and i started feeling really anxious about going to this festival and i was thinking like this is weird, isn't it? And like, I was getting up in the morning and I started to think, like, I don't even want to go. But then I started thinking, like, why am I being like this? And, <laughs> and then I started thinking, like, Jack, you just got to put yourself in that situation. Once you're there, you'd enjoy it. Once I was there, I had a great mm. time. But I, that's the first time that I actually felt a little bit anxious about going somewhere. See, like, wow, mine, yeah. see mine. <laughs> so when I first moved to Biggleswade, so I'd lived in Letra for like my whole life, moved to Biggleswade and it was a summertime and I literally didn't see anyone the whole summer because... My moped license ran out, so I didn't reinsure it because I was getting like, driving lessons, so I couldn't ask for insurance on a, my bike and yeah. and get driving lessons as well from the parents. I had to sort of choose like, to get driving lessons. Or be on your own. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so I spent a whole summer where I didn't go out and I didn't see like my friends or anything like that. And I went to the hairdressers, right, and, I, and it took me about three weeks just to go there. And, like, I don't really suffer from social anxiety, so I might. But I remember going there and I was sweating so much because I, and I didn't want to go there and I felt so nervous for no reason that I got up, yeah, and my back, honestly, yeah, was drenched. And I like... <laughs> <laughs> was this while you were in the chair? Yeah, when I was in the this chair. This guy must be like, he must be real scared of me going to cut him. <laughs> He's sweating. And uh, I remember getting up and I just felt like, no, nah, everyone's looking at me, I need to just get out of it. <laughs> but then like, I went back two weeks later and I just didn't even have any of that. So it was just so weird. Mm. But I, I don't really suffer. Luckily, ah. that's, that's fascinating because I would never have thought that, but you have and you have. Yeah. You know, we, we all sound like we get some social anxiety at some points. I was Definitely. also thinking that, like, it, it was almost a bit of a shock to the system for you two guys because it'd yeah. been so well familiar. And I was thinking, like, oh, anxious people would be like, yeah, I know what this is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It is <laughs> kind of coast it. It's weird because you come up with thoughts that are so out there and, they, and they're literally never going to happen, mm. but you're thinking mm. they're going to happen. It, I wouldn't call it like paranoia, but it, it almost comes to me like paranoia. Like I'm so paranoid what's going on or what's going to happen mm. that mm. I'm thinking of situations that are never going to occur. Does this sound familiar, Emily? Yeah, <laughs> But does it sound a little bit more comforting to know that like everyone gets it a little bit? Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely, you know, I have had it multiple times. But that's, I mean, I get around different situations. It's not always social anxiety. It can be like... I don't know what other anxiety is there. Speaking in front of crowds, you do a lot of that with recruitment. Uh, do you know what we, don't get, we don't get like, yeah. anxiety about like you get anxiety about tests and then yes, maybe, yeah, my driving know, tests, like, bills and things like that. Yeah, see, bills not so much, but my driving test. Oh my god, I was sweating. And what the worst thing was, <laughs> my mum and she drove me to the car park, and in the car park, she managed to lose the fob to get out of the paid car park. And this is where I was meant to be taking the guy from the test centre. And I remember like having this massive argument with my mum about this <laughs> yellow coin that we'd lost in the sea. And then it, it just ruined my test. And yeah, I did fail. <laughs> Blame my mum. <laughs> it was just over a coin. No, 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 no. It was just a coin that I needed for the test. <laughs> it was a, a logistical yeah, uh, yeah. issue. It was either get the coin or you don't take the test. Mm. But I do feel in our job, like Jack, like we don't get a choice to, mm. start to have social anxiety. But at the same time, because we're pushed in that direction where we're socially, like we walk into a canteen and we know 
they all don't want to speak to us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do we do? We speak to every single person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can see the table in the background. Every single one on that table looks at you. And as soon as you approach, they act like you don't exist. <laughs> and it's just like, thank you. Yeah. But then again, talking about that, there's young people sitting there like you would have been, Emily. Two random mm. guys have just approached you and started talking. You, yeah, you are freaking out. Can, I, can you imagine that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we, we get people like that wouldn't even talk. They wouldn't even look at us while we were talking to them. Somehow, either me, Leon or Chris convinced them to come on the, on the programme. And um, after week two or week one. Yeah, so that one of them literally couldn't look another adult in the eye and have a conversation. And wow. like, halfway, like halfway through week one, we were like, there's loads of singing going on like, across the plate. Well, across, like, across the site. Uh, well, I think mm. it was actually a playground. But yeah, so yeah. across the site and we were like, Who's that? Like, but anyway, so it was bedtime. So we, me and Chris were walking over. I think Jack was you with us. I think I was behind you. Yeah, he's behind us, and it was walking over, and uh, we we're like, no way is it them two girls? Uh, and it was these two girls had made a group of like, like, met another three girls, and there was like five of them all singing to like, oh, and we were just like, cool. we we're literally because we knew sort of what they were like before they even come on. We were all like, oh my god, that's so nice. And, and then, they were like, you coming over to tell us off, and we we're like. Then you see those girls walking around, you're talking to people, or when you're talking to them, they're actually looking at you like, th and they're smiling, they're having a good conversation. It just, Aww, like, it is cool. really good. I mean, I think I think that it'd be, really cool. be nice to kind of segue into your experience on the NCS. These guys talking about recruitment. At some point, you would have been approached by maybe one of these guys or one of our recruitment team to get on the NCS. Do you remember that day? Um, it was in my school, so it was in an assembly. What school? Um, yeah, what school? <laughs> <laughs> what school was it? Yeah. Uh, sorry? What school was it? Uh, Queensbury. Queensbury. Oh, good old Queensbury. Yeah. love Queensbury. <laughs> How many years ago yeah, did yeah. you do it? Um, so I first did it in 2016, and then I did it no. in 2017 and 18, I think. You didn't go to Cornwall by any chance, did you? Uh, no, I went to Wales. Uh, you uh, went Colomendi. Colomendi. Is that right? Yeah, that's it. That's yeah, it. Yeah. I, I think I'm not sure if it was 16 or 17, but then I went two years after that as a team assistant. So yeah, that uh, that was really challenging. The NCS or yeah, yeah, as a participant, you mean? Uh, yeah, okay. definitely. Tell us about it. <laughs> because it was um, it was it was sort of I think it was more challenging than um than school because it was, you were around people 24-7. Um, so, yeah, it was really challenging for me. But I went into it with the mindset of, okay, well, if I can if I can do this and, like, make it 24 hours for three weeks, um, <laughs> I can do anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah nice. so, <laughs> so, yeah, it, yeah, it was it was really challenging. But um, So, Emily, how did but, you feel? Sorry. Uh, how did you feel on the Sunday before the Monday that you was leaving? Because I feel like that's always, well, I yeah. don't know, but I'd say if I was a young person, I can imagine that being the most like anxious time, maybe. Yeah, I was, I was like, yeah, I was like sweating. I was just like nonstop thinking about it. Um, but I, I also tried to like take my mind off of it. So I just, I watched TV and I spoke to my family and things like that. And I just tried to sort of, not think about it <laughs> yeah, did, yeah. did you come with friends or did you come on your own uh came on my own oh my god that's impressive yeah that did you didn't get forced to do it no no you've done that off your own but that is actually incredible like 
Yeah. I, I, I'd like to say I'm a social butterfly, right? In school, I used to love talking to everyone. There is no way you would have got me going on NCS <laughs> on my own. <laughs> no way. Not not because now, like if I look back at it now, then I would love to have gone on my own because you make so many friends. But looking, being the person who I was back when I was 16, 17, Leon knew me as my team leader. There is no way you would have caught me on that program on my own. Literally. <laughs> oh my God. Standing in that car park looking at everyone like in their groups and that freaked me out. Other than some of the distraction techniques that you might have done on the Sunday, Emily, what do you think was the thing that got you up in that morning and off to the bus, I guess, or the coach? Coaches. What kind of self, (laughs) what kind of, I was wondering what your mind is saying, what kind of self-talk are you giving yourself to get you out of that door? Um, I I was like, I was like, to be honest, I was like, you know what, (laughs) Um, if if I want a job and if I want to like, like actually have a life, then this is what I'm going to have to do. That's what I thought. Mm. You exact- know, I've, I've got to challenge myself. It's so. exactly what we tell young people. So we say like, oh, like, they'll say, oh, no, nah, I have... Some, sometimes we actually, they might actually say to us, oh, I've got social anxiety, I can't do that. And we yeah. we actually generally throw it back to them, like, hang on a minute, like, this will actually help, like, the social skills and stuff like that we can give you on the, through this programme might actually be able to help you get a job mm. in the future. Mm. And I know yeah. sometimes they are throwing it at us just because they want to say no and they're not ready to say yeah because their friends are saying no or something like yeah. that. But we do throw it back out mm-hmm. to them. So hopefully that doesn't come across. Yeah, can, and can you, um, what's it, can you confirm that? Do you think the NCS gave you more confidence in social situations? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Because um, like when I first went to, to the last time I went, um, it was completely different because going into it a second time as a team assistant um like I actually had responsibility so it was like it was like okay um I'm gonna need to like speak in front of young people now <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm gonna need to help them with things and like it's not gonna the focus isn't gonna be on me so yeah I think in a way that helped me as well um yeah just having a focus but yeah, I just I think every time I went, I kind of thought, well, I've done this before, so I can do it. So it's got nice. easier. Something that was familiar about it, I guess, because you you at least knew the format of the program. Although it must have been, I imagine it going by in quite a blur, like your initial experience as a participant. You know, you can pick out little bits, but I imagine it. You know, you kind of along for the ride, so to speak. But whereas. Uh, assistant team leader you can kind of take stock a little bit and observe a little bit and go oh yeah I remember what we're doing now we did this back in you know that kind of thing so there's a familiarity to it that might have helped the process yeah yeah definitely yeah so you didn't have that added anxiety of not knowing what's happening yeah um yeah did you have any did you have any leading into it um yeah (laughs) you did a lot are we talking the Sunday night like self-talk like you went through before yeah, <laughs> a lot. <laughs> do think, yeah. Do you think being a team lead, a team assistant, sorry, gave you the confidence as well? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I definitely found that being a leader, like, like you say, you're not as involved as a, as a young person, but just being around those people, and like you say, you might have been helping people like yourself that was on the program before. Maybe you see some people mm. that are struggling, and that that definitely boosts your confidence if you did do that. Definitely, definitely. Um, I think I think confidence is sort of a two way thing though. It's kind of a it's kind of a part of it is experience, like you have to put yourself in the situations. And another part is 
um, is like like inside. You need that sort of belief. And um, when I was first on NCS, um, I didn't have that belief. And like all through NCS, I was like I had this negative self talk, um, which did get easier over time, but the self talk was still there. So you had like. So I'd had the experience, but I hadn't had the, I hadn't learned how to change my thoughts. Mm. Um, so yeah, I was still going like, oh, this is awful. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, I think part of that is is sort of sit, like you have to sit down and really sort of think, you know. Um, what, how is another way I could see this? Can I see this in a different way? Um, and it's it's a habit. It's not like a one-time thing. It's you got to keep practicing positive thought. It seems like um, the only way that you can practice it is by putting yourself in these anxiety-provoking situations. There's an irony. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah, I often see that as kind of the burden. Sorry, I jumped in there. Um, I see. I'll just finish off in a sec. Uh, I see that as a burden of an anxious person. You know, you know that the solution is in the things that scare you. It's a real bummer. Do you know what I mean? It's like, oh God, I got to do all this scary stuff, but I kind of know that I'm going to get loads out of it and increase your resilience as a result. Would you feel that's the case? Literally, yeah. Because you you need like some positive self talk to be able to get into that situation in the first place. So. Um, if if your negative self talk had taken over, then like the second time you you went on NCS, um, it would be it would be like, oh no, I'm not gonna go because because it was a difficult situation last time. <laughs> um, whereas if you wanna if you wanna change that to positive self talk, then it becomes, um, yeah, it was difficult, but it's okay, I can handle it. <laughs> yeah. So it can go two ways. So you need to be careful how you tell yourself things. So like when you go into a difficult situation. Ha- have you like made a conscious choice to like promote self thoughts, uh, positive thoughts, sorry, in your head sort of thing? So like when, when you're consciously thinking and you're having negative thoughts, do you like sit there and think, no, no, I need to change this up now. I need to start thinking positively. Like how can I turn this positive? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I do. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, good. Yeah. And yeah, so it obviously like I still have negative self talk, but it's never going to completely go away. But you can, it's like any habit, like you continuously work on it. And yeah, sometimes I, you're going to have better days than others. Yeah, definitely. Everyone definitely has negative thoughts about themselves. You can't stop it. Mm. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm aware that you came back for even more as a, I think a wave runner. Was that one of the roles that you did in a in a later year? Oh, yeah. How was that? Yeah, and you were on that as well. I was, briefly. We're not going to talk <laughs> about that, though. <laughs> <laughs> How was your anxiety on <laughs> Oh, mate, that, talk about anxious day. I was not in my right element there, but, yeah, just uh, it's probably worth saying a little bit about it. So I, in the early days, I was going to do the wave leader role, and uh, bless her, Dawn, boss lady, she thought it'd be really good for me, but I think in the back of her mind, she was wondering whether I'd be suited to it. Actually, turns out I wasn't suited to it, you know, and I did a bit of beating myself up about it, the failure, the like going there and working with Gwen and 
letting her down. There was all there was a lot of stuff for me to manage as an anxious person, similar to you, Emily, and um, having to go through kind of my process after that. And actually, just I mean, the biggest realization was I'm just not suited to that kind of stuff. I'm not suited to leading. I'm not suited to like being in a room where absolutely tons of stuff's going on at the time. I'm not good with loads of problems presenting themselves on a list immediately <laughs> for me to deal with at that time. Which is, you know, and, and credit to like our current wave leaders that seem to be doing that, and they clearly are more suited to that role and therefore do very well I think in in what they have to do so I do remember fondly the other aspect of that was seeing you there Emily you know someone that I'd worked with before supported with the previous project seeing you go through the NCS and finding out that you were back for more with doing another role as well so yeah so what sort of things were you required to do on the day? Mm. Um, so I was um, I would like go to different teams and sort of like check how they're doing, like check if everything's okay, see if they're on schedule, um, like give them any messages from like um, yourself and Gwen. Um, and like if they had any messages, I'd go back to you and Gwen and say, um, so this seems like um, having an issue with this activity or, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, yeah, I thought it was pretty good because it was quite, it was it was um it was like a lot of moving around and at the time I had um Samsung Health and I was trying to get my steps up. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that that was good. And yeah, wave runner, <laughs> I imagine running around, you would have got plenty of steps up as well. How was it for you yeah. sort of being a bit more of a satellite, you know, because obviously as a participant, you're in it. As an assistant team leader, you're kind of in it a little bit, you know, support it, go between. And then that role I see is, you know, you're floating around, you're seeing a lot of different teams. What was it like seeing it from sort of higher up looking down? <laughs> um, it was pretty cool. Um, I mean, I, I didn't have like as much responsibility as you, you and Gwen, mm. um, it was a bit more, it was like a messenger. Mm. Um, but yeah, 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 it was pretty good. There's a phrase used occasionally, if you spot it, you've got it. And you as an anxious person, did you spot any of that in any of the young people that, you know, you observed? Um, yes, yes, I did. So on the first year, of me being a team assistant, um, I I came across a young lady who was depressed and um, she was having quite a difficult time of it because I think along with being depressed, I think um, uh, she rigged sort of the system against her because she did like consciously think negative thoughts and then think more negative thoughts on top of that so she kind of made it worse for herself mm -hmm. um uh, and and i was kind of like uh she she started speaking to me um and she was like i i feel comfortable with you and i feel like you understand what i'm going through um so she wouldn't talk to anyone else but um she started talking to me and i and i started to realize as well you know, other people are going through really difficult things. Um, but a lot of the time you don't see them because they don't talk to anyone. Um, but on NCS, it's like, um, well, they everyone goes there. So you see them because they're taking part in the activities and they're not at home playing games. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I saw, I saw a few people like that. Um, and it must have been really challenging for them to get out um, into into a thing like like 
and she asked. Um, so yeah. Um, what, what was it like? For you, what was it like for you, like helping them out? Um, it was really difficult um, because I think I think you can only do so much with people. Um, you can't solve all their problems. And at first, I went into it thinking I could solve all of her problems. Um, and I thought, well, okay, I can talk to her about it and sort of like analyze how she thinks, and then. And then she can sort of slowly get into situations. And I thought, okay, I can do that. Um, but like I can do myself. <laughs> but there's, there's also another part, which is um, like your choice. Like you need to consciously want to get better. Take responsibility. And yeah. 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 Individual responsibility. And mm. she didn't, she didn't want to get better. Mm. Yeah. She'd she write poetry and it was really cool because she, she did a lot of poetry about her issues um, and her poetry was like very negative um, and it kind of made me feel a bit depressed. Oh, right, um, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> arguably a form of self-expression but it sounds like sort of um, wallowing in the mire if you like, you know, here's a person yeah. that... You and know, there's a difference between those two things. Yes. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd see you two as quite different in that. You know, you've got shared history and maybe some issues shared, but you've kind of got a bit more solution-focused stuff. You've learned sort of tactics to get around your own, whereas maybe you've implied that there's a desire not to, but it could be argued that she just hasn't sort of found the way quite yet, and it sounded like you did all yeah. that you could with her, but maybe left that conversation kind of thinking, okay, she might need to find her own way with that, which is all you can do sometimes. And after the three weeks, would you say she would have been like better, better within herself or the same or after um, having someone to speak to because she might not have had anyone to speak to before I'm not sure she said that um having someone to go to was really good for her she really liked having someone to confide in yeah. um which was really good um yeah um but I didn't want her to depend on me <laughs> um uh, that was the only issue like she had to find her own way um and she did to an extent. Um, at the end of the uh, three weeks, there was a talent competition, um, and she she said like right at the end she was like, um, I want to sing. And there was like five minutes left until like the actual thing was started, and all the applications had been sent in. But she was like, I want to sing, <laughs> mm. and and I was like, Oh my god, that's so cool! You should go and sing. Um, and so I told my team leader and he was like, oh my God, that's amazing. <laughs> and so he went up um, and he said, you know, um, my team my team member wants to sing. And they were like, okay, we, we don't have time for that. Um, but, but my team leader said, okay, I've got another idea. And, and we went back to the uh, team room and she sang in front of everyone. So... Um, yeah, and she was like really anxious to do that. Mm -hmm. She um, she was like really um, scared about that, but mm. she did it. Sounds like she pushed herself. Really mm. Yeah, I find like with with us, I feel like some of our job satisfaction, and like when we go into schools and we're trying to convince people to go on the program, we think like in the back of the mind, our minds. I know I don't know about you, Jack, but we're literally thinking this program could actually help you out, and like it could help you push yourself a little bit and stuff. Like so, it's nice to hear those stories because like when Especially this summer, we ain't really getting a <laughs> dose of motivation this year. Whereas normally, nah. like at the minute, we're out, we're seeing all the young people sort of bet themselves and do good stuff. And mm. 
work with charities and stuff like that but that does help us here at night stories i feel yeah definitely yeah, intense. Mm. yeah definitely yeah it's, i think there's so many different ways in which people push themselves on that program yeah and sometimes it's it's sometimes it's um with the activities that are set out and sometimes that inspires people to do other things that um that are good for them so sometimes it might not even be the activities that um get them out sometimes it's being with people and other people inspire them sometimes it's like after the program they do something yeah yeah <laughs> it could be cooking for themselves it could be when we're trying to get them to ring charities it could be just turning up yeah just turning up on day Literally. one yeah just getting on that coach and spending a night with mm. people they've never met before <laughs> emily you mentioned about um what people carry with them from the ncs i'd like to know like what you've done in, in as a participant or a wave runner what have you carried from your ncs experience into the more present um basically um i've learned a lot of responsibility um, and i've matured a bit um and I was very self-absorbed because that's kind of a part of having social anxiety. You get really self-absorbed um, and you worry a lot about your your own issues. Um, so yeah, having something else to focus on was really good. Mm -hmm. And there were like loads of other young people there. So it felt like um, I'm not, it felt like, like there was a lot of responsibility for everyone. So yeah and i think when you're young you don't have a lot of responsibility like in the education system um and even when you have a job like you might be like a cashier or something it's not much responsibility but being a team assistant or a leader mm. is like completely different it's almost like so introducing really you to that. the idea of taking responsibility in a way it sounds like what the ncs does a lot of of you know here's a task do it like essentially you know in your teams and then each person will fit into that task as best they can with their own challenges let's say um to, to bring it a bit more present emily i understand that you've been involved with other projects since the ncs is that right um so i've been part of um, this organization called youth network for about a year and a half now nearly two years um and we've been helping young people to um to sort of um, like we've been mentoring them, training them, um, helping them with social action projects. Mm -hmm. So it's it's kind of like it's not really it's not NCS. It's like a different thing. It's like a different kind of setup. Um, and we have sort of like individual events, mm -hmm. like about different things. Sometimes it's about mental health. Sometimes it's about business. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and so we have a webinar coming up and we're going to be talking about what we're going to do um what young people can do after a levels because a lot of the time people think um well um i do a levels and then i go to uni and that's kind of like the default thing because we have lessons where we um literally put together an application for uni um so it kind of feels like that's what you're meant to do but um but yeah it doesn't have to be we don't have to go that route and, then, and sorry emily is that for like sort of any young people or just like sort of young people that are involved in your organization sorry oh yeah it's for anyone it's for anyone 
don't know if you want to yeah, just give a shout out to who that is again just so then any young people listening they can go ahead and find it yeah we'll include yeah. a link emily but have you got something that you can direct us towards now or is it a- yeah so the instagram page for youth network is um youth network underscore luton um so yeah we, we do all sorts of events um and webinars and things like that mostly been webinars because of coronavirus recently mm-hmm. but yeah it's really good um i've learned a lot from other people um other young people who have sort of led it um and we we have sometimes get experts on so yeah it's really good <laughs> nice and I, i'm aware i've been aware of it the last year i don't know how long it's been going but this I, I love it when kind of these new initiatives spring up and they seem that there's this you mentioned about kind of support with social action and um uh, meeting up with professionals things like that it's something very much that the ncs does and there's a part of me that bristles a little bit when I hear that other people are doing it, but I can also see how attractive that is, you know, because it is something that really works about social action, about taking responsibility, about challenging yourself, about, um, you know, the initial like, oh, I don't know if I want to do a thing and then you're doing it. And I was interested in what you said earlier, Leon, about like the element of being forced into a situation. Let's use the example of like presentations or speaking yeah. at schools or whatever. That's <laughs> that element of like, I don't actually have a choice. You do, really, you yeah, do. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, you feel like you don't have a choice. <laughs> yeah. It's, I was like, I remember having a conversation yeah. with um, our boss. Like, so when I was, when I first started on Here to Listen, I was just doing phone calls. And then like, it started to get busier and busier. We started to get more numbers. And then there was like a more important role coming up. And I never done was just like, so uh, obviously you can do the phones, da, da, da. so you know you're going to have to do assembly on your own in front of like 400 people. And I remember just looking at her in the eyes, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can do that. Um, but, it's, but yeah, I think it's like just putting yourself in those uncomfortable situations only betters you as a person. And I was quite lucky I was, be able, I was able to just do that and throw myself into it. Mm. So like even now, so like mm-hmm. I say, I haven't done an assembly since... February, March, actually, yeah, beginning yeah. of March before just before lockdown. Like when we go back in September, like we're gonna be nervous because like we haven't done it for like six, seven months. But it happens every year. Then like by the end of the by the end of the recruitment season, assemblies are nothing. They're just so easy to do. You to go in and do it. It's done. actually a good day at the end of it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like we have, yeah. Like some of our best days probably at work we have doing assemblies and. I got, I got a good story for anyone that gets social anxiety or anxiety or anything and you just think of the worst possible outcome i had the worst possible outcome <laughs> that actually happened oh here we go and it didn't actually change my life so you know <laughs> so i was meant to be doing a well not meant to be i was doing a here to listen spring spring yeah. graduation mm-hmm. only about 150 maximum maybe 200 yeah 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 and uh, yeah, I was the host, so getting nervous, you know, I'm feeling it. I was like, oh my God, this is actually making me nervous. You know, I was in my suit and that, and it's time, you know, I'm behind the curtain, I'm ready to walk out, you know, people introducing me and then the lights come on, I walk out, I walk straight up to this, the podium and I say the same line five times. <laughs> because, because I tried to say the line, forgot what was next. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> went to start again, started from the third line, so I missed one. Hello and, and welcome, hello and welcome, hello and so welcome. I went, I, in fact, I'll try and remember, what did I say? I was like, traumatised now, it's well, re-trauma. Uh, and welcome good to therapy. our spring graduation. <laughs> and, we- and welcome to our spring graduation <laughs> 2017. <sighs> 
And then uh, I just started laughing, I think, and I was like, I am not. I did, I did shout you out this time. I was you, like, go you, on, Jack. No, 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 it's coming, it's coming. Leon saved me. He was like, go on, Jack, go on. Or shout <laughs> it out. And I was like, yep. Yeah. And then I delivered it and I'd done it and I finished my part and, and I'd done what I needed to do. And do you know what? I was embarrassed. I wanted to melt into a puddle and just die. But at the end of it, I had every, like, everyone in that crowd, they probably got a good chuckle out of it. You know, if I was in the crowd, I would have got a good chuckle out of that. But at the end of it, they all come up to me and say, do you know what, Jake, you smashed it, well done, shook my hand and said how good I was. So that was exactly what I did not want to happen. The whole mm -hmm. time I was going there, I was like, what if I fluff my lines? What if I forget it? What if I say the wrong thing? I've done all of it mm -hmm. and, and it weren't that bad. I mean, it was for like two minutes while my face was bright red <laughs> and I was getting burnt by the lights. But other than that, it was actually all right. See, I don't think mine's as bad, but at work. So we, me and Chris had it. We had the assembly at Sammy Whitbread. It's one of our biggest schools that we go into. So there's about 400 plus students. We had the NCS trust, NCS trust there. There's two, two NCS guys coming up. Pretty tall, like they know what they're doing. You know all about NCS. I was fairly new. I think this is my first year in working. If we get there, the presentation doesn't work. We've got nothing. We've got 400 kids in front of us. I've got kids sitting behind me, and me and Chris just had to just talk to them as, uh, as yeah. possible plus we've got like two ncs guys observing us so they're writing down and they've got a little notepad so like they're writing down good points and bad points i mean chris yeah that was horrible but you've got to do it mate you do you do you've got to throw yourself into it and, and you know take some advice from dr pepper what's the worst that could happen <laughs> you know what i mean well, i also think jack that there was a bit of a gift in like your experience where people coming up to you saying you smashed it okay to you might think that's not necessarily the case because you might be more critical yourself however i think you acted a bit of a proxy for all those people sitting in the audience that would rather not do something like that like whenever i see someone struggle a little bit as they're talking my instinct is to go go on man come on, come uh, on. Yeah, you, you, yeah, your yeah. instinct isn't to go oh man i can't believe you're making me sit through this you know it's uh, like we've seen it on people that come up yeah. for the graduation have a bit of a talk and struggle with their words at first and every part of me's gone go on man come on come on yeah, go, yeah, go, yeah, go. Yeah. it's nothing but enthusiasm and encouragement i think and i think that's i think people appreciate it because of how it taps into their stuff around yeah. like you know their fears and nobody really likes public speaking early on you know unless you get used to it that kind of thing so yeah i think what you did was kind of offer people something a bit and that e as well. everyone pretty much knew you personally there like, yeah so you'd met everyone you'd worked yeah, with. yeah we've worked on the program there's all that. and like because you've got quite a warm energy there's there would have been no one there that would have wanted you to feel like you done bad which you didn't so all right well that's what i mean i had a good crowd but then yeah. you got max yeah. He done a parents' question answers, <laughs> and he was talking quite. He weren't even talking quietly, but oh, they yeah. thought it was. And someone started heckling him okay. in the parents' I question answers. I can't hear you. <laughs> yeah, go on, mate. I can't hear you. Speak up a little bit. It's Get closer like... to the mic, Max. <laughs> that's for you, Max. Yeah. I know you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I mean. Like, I, I did have such a good crowd, and to be honest, like, it would have been a completely different story if someone did start shouting some stuff like it would have crushed me mm. i probably would have flipped out and walked out or something but i had a good, nah, I good energy i think you'd had it what come back with some <laughs> snarky comment nah i don't i don't even think that you'd have just carried on oh. i think there's a, a phrase off the, a phrase comes up in like public speaking training that your audience wants you to succeed that's something that i've often yeah. always used they want you to like give a presentation kind of get the information across and you know they, they're not there to kind of make you fail unless yeah. you're a comedian obviously there's a lot of 
industry and heckling there, yeah. but not necessarily in the other stuff. Um, but I'm, I'm aware we're kind of wrapping up a little bit here, um, Emily. I did, I did want to tap into a little bit of present stuff as well around um, the pandemic that we're in at the moment. Um, I'd, I'd be curious to know what it's like for you as a young person at the moment with uncertainty, with any educational uncertainty, or even some awareness because of your contacts about how young people are coping at the moment. Mm. Um, yeah, young people in general, um, I, I think it's a, it's a complicated one because I think young people have a lot of experience on social media and I think for us it's kind of like we, we're kind of doing what we do when we when we get home from school anyway. <laughs> so it's kind, it kind of feels like a natural thing. We, we naturally automatically go onto like the, the uh, Skype and uh, Zoom and everything. So for me, it's kind of been seamless um, because of that. Um, the only exception is obviously because we can't like go out. That's the only thing. Mm. And young people tend to want to go out more than older people. So that's tough. Uh, um, it's like, what do you do in that situation? Um, yeah, and I think a lot of people are missing out on like education, <laughs> um, social skills, and missing out on a lot of that in their in their phase of development. Um, so yeah, it's like young people like develop until they're like twenty five or something. Is I think it's when our brains stop developing. So mm-hmm. I think it's quite tough for mm-hmm. that. But um, I guess it depends if you're an introvert or an extrovert. <laughs> I think that that's does seem to be thing. the dividing line, doesn't it? Like you know, there's a, there's there's a certainly an assumption in a lot of my friendships around. Ah, oh, yeah, we got this, no problem. I've done social isolation for most of my life. I kind of know how to do this, but, and and you're, you sound like you're speaking from that kind of frame of reference, but I do wonder how the opposite end of the scale are doing with the, you know, I think of some of the young people that we work with that couldn't wait to go home and get out as quickly as possible, mostly because like there was a bit of trauma in the house and they just don't want to be around it. I'm more concerned about those, but have you got, have you got any sense of that in your social groups? Um, I don't know anyone who's going through a really tough time in my social group, but in my sister's social group, um, she has a friend who is dealing with a lot of crap at the moment. Um, so I couldn't even imagine um, what she's going through. Mm. School is like an escape for her. So that, um, but yeah, now that we can like go out into like support bubbles, hopefully she'll she'll take advantage of that um and and with this ncs thing this is really good um like you guys are doing like an alternative to ncs so hopefully yep, keep doing good um keep doing hopefully good. she'll go on that yeah get her on yeah and that will get her away get her to give us a call it's, yeah maybe it's we just little got... things that she's got to like try and do yeah maybe of, like, maybe we can do some contact details after away. we finish recording emily i mean Strike where the iron's hot and all that. If we've got a potential participant that we can get on the program, we've got the recruitment team in the yeah, room. Let's, yeah, let's do definitely. that after after we start recording. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think also the thing the thing you said about like um, when you were public speaking is like um, what I love is that um, you were laughing about it, <laughs> mm. and I think that's the biggest thing. You got to laugh about these things, um, and you just got to you got to see the positive side of it. Definitely. Um, which is it's the biggest thing yeah what i was going to say was for anyone out there that is wondering why i was laughing my 
default emotion when I get nervous, scared, or awkward is to laugh. Or smile, yeah. My or smile, smile yeah. like, I can't help it. Like, I, you might look like I'm having a great time, but I might be, like, actually crapping Crying, pants. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is going badly. <laughs> like, that's, that is just my natural reaction, which isn't a bad thing because it gets me out of a lot of situations. I think but, our boss always yeah. says, Chris, um, I almost called you Chris, I'm sorry, mate. <laughs> so, yeah, our boss, always, our boss Chris always says, if you're doing speaking and you're smiling, 90% of the audience are feeling that smile, even, and then like yeah. 10% of that audience may even crack a smile as well, or something like that, innit? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, and you do get it, <laughs> didn't you? Yeah, 100%. Unless it's like Monday morning doing assembly, <laughs> no one wants to be there. You do a big smile and you just get people looking at the ground, you're like, nice. I, don't, I feel like. <laughs> I feel like in our assemblies, we don't give them a choice. There's always some smiles in there. Yeah, like, yeah. We normally come, we try our best to come with such positive energy. Mm. And it just kill them with kindness. Yeah, just kill them. <laughs> That's our thing. Kill them with kindness. We can do what we can. We know it's going to benefit them, for yeah. the ones that are going to come. Mm. And yeah, we'll see you at lunchtime. <laughs> <laughs> I think the, the belief in the programme carries hugely, I think, as well. Yeah, like, um, you know, we all believe in this programme. And here we are talking to someone who got so much out of the programme. And I was privileged to see your early journey. Uh, Emily and being able to go into the NCS and see how you've grown and how you've evolved has been fantastic for me I just want to own that um, very inspiring as well and I hope that you know there'll be um, young people that are going to be listening to this episode Definitely. and relate to some of the challenges relate to some of the kind of stuff around self-talk perhaps you know and so you've, you've also yeah. presented a few solutions in there so I think um, there's a lot to be grateful for in this podcast so I want to thank you very much um, I can't let you go thank without you. letting you plug your eBay store we're going to have a plug. So I know you've gone in, you've got a little side business. I wondered if you wanted to mention that. Yeah. Um, so it's called Heart on Your Sleeve Boutique. Um, <laughs> it will be linked. <laughs> it will be linked and it's on eBay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I sell mostly like women's clothing, but I do sell some men's clothing. Whoa, whoa, whoa. There's no women's or men's clothing, right? There's just clothing. If I want to wear a dress, I'll wear a dress. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I'm not, not going to stop anyone from wearing a dress. Thank you. <laughs> nice one. We'll, we'll include that link in the uh, comments of the the comments or the blurb. I don't know what you call that section. I'm still lost on that one. Any ideas? I think we settled last time. Description oh, is a good description. word. Or bio. Yeah. Okay. That works. We'll Action. include it. We'll include it in that for you. In the blurb. Bio uh, maybe bring some eyes to your to your website. It's the least that we can do for for your time. Thank you very much today, Emily. And uh, yeah, we'll. Um, We'll wrap up now. Everyone cool, guys? Yeah, yeah nice. thank you, Emily. All right, Appreciate perhaps uh, awesome. we've been thanks. here to listen. Thank you. 